But first, our top story takes us to Washington, D.C. once again, where a new report from the FMCSA on hours of service violations. Our Washington correspondent, John Gallagher, joins us now. John, thanks for joining us this morning. Sure. Thanks, you guys, for having me on. So let's dig into this a little bit, because we obviously know that the FMCSA had relaxed hours of service violations, either in the form of exemptions or maybe sometimes even in actual HOS relaxants. Can you talk a little bit about if this has actually made a difference or if we've seen some more incidents because of it? Yeah, so they did. They relaxed the rules back in 2020 um, in four areas. Uh, And just to recap, those four areas were the short haul exception, the um, uh, adverse driving conditions exception, the thirty-minute um, the thirty-minute break requirement, and also the sleeper berth uh, provision. So, the uh, and the whole reason they did that was because of the um, the ELD mandate, which which sort of made it, it sort of kept the rules from being as flexible as they could have, could have. And so, that, so after the ELD mandate went in, everyone, as we know, was kind of up in arms about it and how it was affecting uh, trucking operations and driver and how drivers uh, work during the, their daily routines. So they, they put in, they, the, the FMCSA attempted to make it more flexible without decreasing uh, safety. And um, so, uh, so like the, the report that they had to Congress last uh, couple of weeks ago that we talked about on the ELD, on how the ELD mandate was kind of um, uh, falling out, how that was kind of rolling out and how people were responding to it. They were required to put a report out on what the, what the status was of these revisions and what, and what effect potentially are they having on safety. So what FMCSA did was they compared the hours of service violation rates and crash data involving large trucks from before and after the rules became effective uh, back in September 2020. So I think they they looked at the they looked at data from the two years before the rules went into effect, and then one year the same data, the same crash and hours of service violation data after it went into effect. Uh, a year after it went into effect, and both. Both of those rates went up, um, but the, they said that the increase in the in, in crash rates was very slight, and so not re- not very significant. But but the increase in the percentage for the hours of service violation rates, as well as the out of service, I'm sorry, the hours of service violation rates and the out of service hours of service violation rates. Those are the ones that require the driver to be. Um, put out of service until they can correct the violation. Those were both what FMCSA considered um, significantly higher after the rule, after they they made the rules more flexible in 2020. So the report doesn't conclude that, you know, FMCSA doesn't say that, you know, because these violations went up and the crash rates went up slightly, that, that doesn't mean the Hours, the revisions that they made decreased safety. They didn't say that in the re, in the report, but they because they, they, they said basically the data the data that they had to work with um, was limited given the scale of what these provisions did. However, the I, I, the Truck Safety Coalition, which was which has been a big critic of those rule changes back in 2020, and which they see as a weakening of the hours of service laws. They, they sort of seized on this this report that came out. It actually was uh, it was made public um, on Friday. They 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 
they, they took this data to kind of support their, their stand um, all along. And the, the quote I had from their executive director was, you know, FMCSA weakened the hours of service requirements in direct response to industry outcry and safety suffered. So, and they said, you know, all this report does is confirm what we already knew, that driver driver fatigue continues to be a, an issue and threatens everyone on the roads. And they gave a stat like the that the large truck fatalities have, have increased 71% since 2009. Um, and he also renewed his call in, 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 in giving me those quotes. He also kind of renewed his call for FMCSA to um, move on rulemakings for both the automatic emergency braking rulemaking and uh, a rulemaking on uh, speed limiters. So that was kind of that was kind of kind of the what this report was sort of all about. And John, with the findings in this report, does this open the door for any further changes to hours of service or any other types of road rulings? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think so. I, I you know, I. It, It'll be interesting, though, to see there's a, a big um, supply chain hearing up in the House this week, on I think on Wednesday, and it, it's going to be interesting to see if any of the Democrats bring up this report, um, and, you know, a, a, as a p- potentially evidence to, to, to clamp down on hours of service, as, as you say, Anthony, but, um, you know, or, or maybe they might ask, they, 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 uh, they might ask FMCSA to just sort of speed up the rulemakings for AEB and the speed limiters like like the truck safety coalition was saying but um or, or they might like ask FMCSA to to do further analysis and that's basically what the FMCSA said at at the end of the report I forgot to mention that they basically suggested that a better way because we can't make a strong determination about what this means in terms of safety um from the hours of service changes they suggested sort of a better way to go about this would be to figure out like drill down into who's actually using those those four different um, uh, changes that they made. You know the short haul and the sleeper berth provision and the thirty minute wage break. Who's which? Which drivers are actually using that? And try to figure out the the violations that went into um, uh, each of those different categories before and after. And and then you could have like a better because a, a, a better take on you know w- w- was safety affected? Was safety downgraded by this? Um, rather than this kind of this bigger, um, uh, bigger uh, group of, of data that they had. So they said they're going to try to work on drilling down on that and give a better kind of annual analysis that's, that actually speaks to whether there's a, a, a direct correlation between safety and these rule changes. That age-old statistic saying, right, correlation does not always equal causation. John, you mentioned the big supply chain hearing this week in the House. Can you give us a little preview about what else they're going to be talking about? Uh, the, yeah. So the the name of the, the the name of it is supply chain challenges, but um, we're, they're going to have OIDA speaking there. They're they're, they're going to have um, TIA speaking. Uh, the, T, the Teamsters, I believe, is, is going to be there. So um, I know that OIDA has their list of issues um, that they've been, they've brought up many times, you know, uh, the, in, including actually the, the um, what's called the, the bathroom, the, the, I think the bathroom law that they're looking to change from last year is like legislation to try to get shippers to um, provide access to, to, to drivers to, to, to use their rest facilities. So that's going to come up. Um, we'll, we'll see. And you, you, you never know what questions that, that they're going to ask. Sometimes they, that the Congress people are going to ask. So sometimes they, they divert off 
specific things like, you know, what are the, what, what's the latest on supply chain challenges and go into specific things that they want to they want to see. So it's, it's always interesting to see what's going to be asked on these. Definitely some interesting findings from this report. John, thanks so much for shedding some light on it and joining us this morning. Sure. Thanks, you guys. And you can find his full story up on FurrightWaves.com. Right now, we're going to hand things over to Tony Mulvey and Donnie Gilbert. They're here for our first carrier update of the morning.